Hey, folks, I know there are lots of business owners who listen to this show. Maybe some of you never planned on running a business, but now here you are. One thing you've always got to keep in mind is how much you're spending on your operating costs. That's one of the first things we had to keep in mind with WTF. And with things costing more today than they did when we started, you want to keep your expenses down. To reduce costs and headaches, be smart and use NetSuite by Oracle, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. Reduce IT costs, cut the costs of maintaining multiple systems, improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash WTF for more. That's netsuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash WTF. All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fuck, Nicks? What's happening? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast. Welcome to it. Been doing it a long time. It's your first time here? What's going on? How'd you hear about us? Welcome. Will you fill out a comment card? Could you fill out a comment card, please? Uh, we just want to hear how we're doing. We'd like to know if uh, if our service was good and what your experience was here at the at the podcast. How's it going, folks? You all right? It's fucking horrendous here. California, goddamn oil spill off the coast. It's like the shit never fucking stops. Never stops coming. It's like it's time to abandon this fucking state, I think. But you know what? On on the plus side, the COVID thing is pretty low here. But there's no moisture, no water. The entire state is kindling. Half of it is on fire usually. And now there's fucking oil sludge. Killing fish. Maiming ducks. And uh, making it impossible to enjoy our coastline. Because what the fuck is wrong with these boats? The fuck? I can't. It's just like one thing after another. I'm sorry. What's going on with you? I'm okay. I'm okay. It was just on my mind. I'm all right. Look, you guys. Julie Delpy is on the show today. You know her. You know her. All right. There's people. She has a lot of fans, actually. Uh, she's an actor, writer, director. You know her from the before movies with Ethan Hawke, before sunrise, before sunset, and before midnight. And she's a gem. She's a goddamn gem, people. What a great lady. What a great person. She brought me a present. Do you know there's a certain type of person that appreciates when they're going to be a guest at someone's home? Look, I know that I'm just another stop on the junket for some people. And I know even if they know the show that that's the case. And, you know, if I have them, which most of the time I do when people do my show, I'll give them a nice present. And there's been a couple of people that have brought stuff here, and I always remember it I because it's, it's a nice gesture and it's something that I don't do enough even. Sometimes when I'm invited to parties, you're supposed to bring a bottle of wine. And then, like, I'm one of these people. Sometimes I'm like, well, we forgot to get the wine. Uh, but I'm sure they have everything they need. That's not the point. And and Julie Delpy brought me a beautiful book. It was uh, a Tashin book, which is already great. A Tashin art book. Hieronymus Bosch. The complete works. I guess it's it says it's the 40th edition here on, online. But she, it's beautiful. It's hardcover. 
And he did all those amazing apocalypse paintings. And the reason she gave it to me or, or whatever way to bring it or buy it for me was because she saw End Times Fun. And I thought that was lovely and thoughtful. And uh, I'm her fan forever. I liked her before. What a sweet fucking thing to do. And what a cool goddamn book that is. She's got this new show on Netflix called On the Verge. I watched all of them. It's got uh, Elizabeth Shue is in it, who I haven't seen in a while with Julie. Sarah Jones is in it. She's done some great work. This woman, Alexia Landau, is in it. And uh, I didn't really I didn't really know her, uh, but she's great. And I haven't seen Elizabeth Shue in a long time. Have you? I get maybe she's been doing stuff. I've I have a very like she's she's like has a place in my mind that's not great, <laughs> to be honest with you. And it's it's I don't know. It's it's just one of those fucking awkward moments. And we've talked about this, man. It's the awkward moments that stay with you. The embarrassing ones, the painful ones. Uh, before I get into that, though, I, I, I do want to talk a little bit about when uh, James Murphy was on from the guy from LCD Sound System. When he was back, uh, when he was on the show back in July, he said the band wasn't ready to start doing shows again, but he would let us know when they are, and they are. It's happening. LCD Sound System will be playing twenty shows at Brooklyn Steel in November and December. And the ticket presale starts this Wednesday, but you have to register for the presale by going to youarehere.bowerypresents.com. You got that? youarehere.bowerypresents.com. Tickets go on sale to the general public on Friday, October 8th. Elizabeth Shue. Years ago, it was just one of those things where it's, it's like that scene in the player, you know? Can we talk about something other than show business? And they couldn't. So I'm trying to figure out what year it was, but my buddy Steve Brill, who was out here in Hollywood doing the Hollywood thing, heavy into it, uh, was getting married. This was his first wife in Lexington, Kentucky. And I believe I was still living in New York trying to hammer it out as a comic. I had no sense of Hollywood or what it was like to be in show business. I was just doing the thing, living the life. So we get invited, me and my first wife, Kim, and it was kind of spur of the moment, like I was a last minute addition. That's happened before. Watch that episode of The Green Room on uh, Showtime or whatever the fuck it was. It's a great episode with me and Gary Shandling, Apatow, Ray Romano, and Bo Burnham, because I think it was just supposed to be Gary Shandling, Apatow, Romano, and Bo Burnham. They'd wanted me to be on a show Provenza, the guy who runs the show, he had booked me on the show with uh, Tommy Chong, Joe Rogan, and Rick Shapiro, I think. And I was like, I'm not fucking doing that show. And I, I love Rick. But I didn't want to be stuck in the fucking weed pack as a sober guy. And I'm like, look, I said to Paul, I said, look, man, I don't need to do the show. I'm not hung up on it. And uh, it's no harm, no foul. I'll just pull out. And he said, no, no, we'll put you on another show. And they wedged me into that panel with uh, with those guys. And it would, turned out to be a great show, but if you look at it, that episode of Green Room, which has become sort of a classic, because, you know, um, Gary's no longer with us, and Bo was a young man, and people watch that thing, but I'm not even in an actual seat. 
you know, if you watch that. I was an afterthought. So Lexington, Kentucky, we do the wedding thing. So after the thing, there's a tent situation, a reception. And, you know, Steve's dug in here in Hollywood at that time. I'm just fucking doing comedy in New York. Steve is in show business. I'm not in show business. I don't understand show business. I do now. I do now. So I'm at this table with, he puts me at this table with the Hollywood people. Pete Berg and his then wife uh, were there. Elizabeth Shue was sitting next to me with her husband. Is his name David Guggenheim? And I don't know any of these people. Me and my wife, Kim, are there, and we're kind of outsiders. I'm just a dumb stand-up. And these people are all doing the fucking young Hollywood thing. And uh, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, who are you? I'm introducing myself. She goes, my name is Elizabeth, Elizabeth Shue. And I'm like, oh, it's nice to meet you. Uh, what do you do? I'm an actress. And I'm like, oh, really? So... Do you have something I would I would have seen? Like, do you are you in a movie right now? And she says, "Yes, it's called Leaving Las Vegas, and it's coming out uh, next week or something." Like, I just felt so small and fucking embarrassed. And like, all right, I, all right, I'm not in show business. I didn't know. I didn't know. But you remember, man, right? You remember that feeling, don't you? Don't you remember that feeling? Yeah. So I just got back from Bloomington, Indiana. I go there uh, every year usually, but I haven't been there in a few years because of uh, stuff. But I go to the Comedy Addict, which is one of my favorite clubs in the country. It's a great place to work out, and I wanted to work out. Did five shows up there. The place seats only like maybe 120, 130. I'm not even sure. Intimate joint, and it's Bloomington, which... Every year I go back, I'm excited to play that club, but every year I go to Bloomington, I'm like, this fucking place, what is going on here? There's something weird going on here. It's a college town, and I get, you know, everyone kind of gets what a college town is, but this is a college town that's one of those ones that's stranded in the middle of fucking Indiana. And it's not the kids. I saw a lot of college kids, and you know what? They look the same as all college kids ever did always. It's sort of wild what doesn't change. But it's not the college kids. It's it's the people that never leave the college town or the people that stay there or the people on the periphery, the locals that live in the college town. There's sort of a it almost feels like the college is built over some ancient darkness. I'm not sure what, but uh, maybe they opened a portal in that quarry. Maybe they dug that hole too deep and something came out. There's some frenetic kind of weird, dark energy pulsating through Bloomington. And I love it. I love it. I stayed at a different hotel this time because there's just too many memories at the old uh, Marriott Courtyard. Just too many, too many uh, weird memories. All consensual, all a bit uh, uh, like sort of like, wow, that was a weird weekend. Yes, yes, that's Bloomington. That's Bloomington to me. But a uh, few days there, great, great shows. I want to thank all the people of Bloomington for coming out. Coming out to uh, to hear the new stuff, the dark stuff, the good stuff. All right, look, Julie Delpy is here. Charming, smart, great director, actress, writer. Uh, season one of On the Verge is now streaming on Netflix. That's a show that she has on there, a series. And uh, she brought me a very beautiful Tashin book. I'm telling you, man. Mandy Moore brought cookies. Ahmed Ahmed brought a mug. I remember shit. I remember shit. This is me talking to Julie Delp. Mm-hmm.
Sometimes I wish I paid more attention in school, or in some cases, any attention at all. There are probably a lot of things I could have gotten more out of, like literature, and now it's probably not in the cards to go back to school and study the classics. But luckily for us, there's a new podcast called The Foxed Page that dives deep into the best books of all time. This is basically like the best possible college English class, but more relaxed and fun. No pressure of grades or needing to prepare something to say in class. It's only the books you want to read and know about presented by best-selling author Kimberly Ford. Everything from Cormac McCarthy to Madame Bovary, from classics like Frankenstein to modern hits like Lessons in Chemistry. I love Ireland, but I missed the boat on James Joyce. The Foxed Page has a three-part series on Dubliners, and that's a pretty great starting point. Want to get the most out of what you read? The Foxed Page is for you. Get it now wherever you get your podcasts. So, you were talking about New York? It was the first place you came? Well, no, actually, wait a minute. Yeah, no, what? first I came to L.A., actually, but I had a horrible time in L.A., and then I went to New York and stayed for a couple of weeks. What year is this? 88. And what, you had a horrible time in L.A.? I don't, I don't feel like you like L.A. that much. No, I, I do like it, actually. I like the weather, yeah. and I like the nature. And, yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I go back to Europe all the time. What like, happened in 88 when you got here? You know, I do. Someone <laughs> gave me something. <laughs> yeah, like a drug. Yeah, I was at the Chateau Maman, and I jumped out of the second floor. What? Yes, Stop. landed on. on bushes, broke a rib, tripped for twenty forty-eight hours. It's crazy. Was at Cedar Sinai for forty-eight hours after that, and uh, I, uh, I, uh, and actually, it was really weird. There was this really strange guy at the chateau at the time who was taking care of the chateau at night. He was like a yeah. out of a vampire movie. Uh huh. And actually. 88. 88. This weird guy that yeah. I met in the lobby helped me up. I was bleeding everywhere. And it was Vinnie Gallo, I found out years later. Vincent Gallo? So it was like a horror yeah. movie. I mean, a little bit dark. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it, was, it he, wasn't. He it, had a featured role, so it made it kind of <laughs> creepy. I literally had a panic attack, like just just from not just the falling, but the aftermath of like uh, going back upstairs. and. Oh, like, my God. So yeah, you, yeah. You don't know like, what it was? No, I never found out. No. And you, what, you were just with people, and they were like, "Here, take this." And then you just... I smoke. I smoked something, oh. so I don't know what it was. I, I, I guess it was pot, but maybe I had a weird reaction. <laughs> you were jumping PCP. off the balcony. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've had a bad experience with things you smoke, but it didn't last that long. This sounded like it went on a while. Yeah, I don't know. What I, were you I here guess... for? Was that the first trip to kind of yeah, like yeah, to meet... see what it was like? You know, L.A. And I was at the hospital the whole time, uh, tripping. <laughs> So, and I never did uh, drugs after that. Not even like smoking anything. Really, that was it. That it scared the hell out of me. I just never so tried what, anything. Never was that was before you did any of the movies. That was just you coming here. Well, to see I had done a couple of France. films in yeah. France, but yeah. But you're like, I got to go to LA and check it out. Check Hollywood, and I did you have friends here? Killed myself. Um, no, 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 nobody. I was just going. I went to the chateau. I knew a couple of French people that were going there at the same time. Yeah. Some production company, and I went with them. And do you stay there? Did you stay there a lot? I've never really been there. I've been there. I, I used once. to live there really? because when they when uh, Balats bought the chateau and fixed it, yeah, it was like 
completely kind of a disgusting place in the 80s and stuff and he fixed it revamped it like the the period and stuff I ended up going like uh, I, I lived there because my friend was fixing the inside he was yeah. a um, so you just lived designer there? so I, I lived there with a couple of gay men yeah. you know every room we went from room to room living there I had ke the keys of the chateau forever I could really? go there to the pool every night you know anytime I wanted when was this? all throughout the 90s You just lived there? <laughs> well, no, I lived two year, almost a year and a half there, and then eventually I found a place. Was there people But I would there? go to the pool there all the time. Right. Was there like, uh, was it open for business? Uh, no, it was closed for business for a long time. So it was just you and a couple of people yes. hanging out in the hotel? Yes. And you'd just cook and eat and uh, Yeah, whatever. live in the, half in the kitchen, like, <laughs> really a lot of fun. It was a lot of That fun. sounds like a nice thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, now, this series... Yeah. I watched all of them. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's a yeah. lot. It's a lot of you. It's a yeah, lot it's of a people. Lot. It's a lot. Not just me. I know. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> no, there's a lot of people involved. I haven't seen Elizabeth Shue in a while. Yeah. So it was nice to see her. She's great. Now, what was the plan? I mean, our, because it seems like where you ended it, if you do another bunch of them, it's going to be all covid Yeah, I mean, that's pre-COVID, right? It's well, yeah, but you did close with the sort of like the the ominous... What's next, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. do you do you know, are you going to do an, an entirely masked season now? <laughs> the most boring season of all time <laughs> in history of I mean, of any or, TV show. Or uh, that gonna, should be hilarious. An entire 12 yeah, episode of just masked totally people. Just peak COVID. Yeah, yeah. Um, or are you going to place it like at the end of COVID? Like you, no, actually, I, I was planning... If there is a second season, right. I don't know yet, but yeah. you know, the, it all depends on the algorithm uh -huh. with Netflix. But uh, how's that algorithm treating? Do you have any idea? Well, I think it's okay, but you know, it has to be amazing for it to work out. You know, right. it's, it's a show about women in their 40s and 50s. Yeah. <laughs> you you need to, you know, it's like the the dog with with two legs at the pound. You know, it's like you, <laughs> you need to be somebody. really beautiful and special to be get to get adopted. Yeah, somebody you know? to like it. Yeah, yeah. You I'm got... not a cute puppy anymore, so, you know, <laughs> I might be put to sleep like But it seems like directly. Most um, of the audience, I mean, what, what is that? Where's that Kaminsky method? That seems to do all right and they're older. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about the yeah, but I think I think older is like you pass to another oh, category oh, right, of there's right. there's wisdom and people look at you a certain way. Like I, they I made mean it. that I, I talk about it in the show, the blind spot of, yeah. you know, yeah. women, which is like, you know, well, you, you, you don't you really thinking? exist anymore. Huh? What age are you thinking where you don't exist anymore? Like, uh, I think forty seven yeah. till about sixty five. And then after that you're just old. The thing is that, you know, women don't really get much attention from you know whatever 45 until yeah, you know right 65 or something like that we're not grandmother we're not mm, we're still mothers but not really i don't know yeah i don't know what's happening I, it, it, we'll I guess, find out we'll guess, find out i guess it is sort of a weird zone yeah but i mean i i find that like the like i i think everybody's more interesting once they get past 45 I, I think so too, but yeah. you know it's a uh, it's a cultural thing. It's a, I, I, I have no idea. We'll see, we'll see what happens. You know, it'll be a. But the beginning, how how do you? I got to ask you some questions though, mm -hmm. in okay. terms of like your, uh, the French sensibility. Yes. Around like yes. when you grew up, who were like I have no idea. You know about f French culture. You know entertainment wise. So yeah, when you're growing up in France, you know both your parents are actors. Mm. Like, and your father's in this, right? Briefly, yeah, he has on a brief phone. moment, yeah. But what, what, what were they involved with? I mean, what, like, how, what built your brain? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, because like, they, they seem like uh, kind of uh, interesting people. Well, they didn't do like mainstream theater, At mainstream all? anything. They Ever. did mm, very little. My mom a little more because she was coming from classic uh-huh. theater training. My yeah. dad started theater at the army in Algeria. At the army? Yeah. In the army? Army theater. He started, uh, he became an actor in the army. In um, Algeria? Yeah. Well, Algeria. Now, yeah. Like the Battle of Algiers? Yeah. Yeah. Basically, he was in that, uh, I mean, he was in that age group. It, it was yeah. the draft. They didn't right. have a choice. I mean, my dad would have right. done anything not to go, but, you know, he right. had no choice. He couldn't be a resistor? Well, you would end up in jail Prison. or mental institution or first in the role of battle, yeah, meaning right. killed first, you right, know, so right. they would like punish them by killing Throwing them basically. Them. Uh, <laughs> wow. So, so well, what is, what is theater in the army in Algiers look like? I think it was a, a wonderful escape from, you know, not yeah. going, I mean, he was not meant for battle. He was like, his dad had killed himself because of, you know, PS, PTSD. So really from the world war two, world war one. Really? Yeah. Really. He so you're, oh, wow. So he was like really scared of, ended up like this like he went crazy and killed himself yeah. eventually and and so you know like like he was really avoiding war at right. any cost yeah. so he, he ended up in you know doing uh, accounting and theater eventually right just anything to stay off the front lines yeah exactly so he, he would have been killed in five minutes because he was not ready to kill anyone and right you, know, you, so. you sort of have to yeah. be ready to kill it's one or the other yeah and so but did he have any training and that was the first time he did anything. he had training just in the army and then he went on and started acting uh, when he came back to Paris, met my mother. They did theater together. They did really kind of, you know, different kind of theater. Yeah. They did uh, aute- aute- auteurs that were kind of different, you yeah. know. my da- <laughs> I remember when I was uh, like nine I'm, years old, yeah. my dad played a woman in a yeah. play yeah. written by a guy named Copi, who was an Argentinian writer. Yeah who was very involved in the gay scene uh-huh. also a lot of drugs and stuff yeah. but not my parents but the, yeah. the world around them and are we talking the 60s 60s late yeah. 60s oh, early okay. 70s yeah okay so and then 70s yeah exciting time in france yeah very exciting time yeah so they're doing weird kind weird of play my dad plays women yeah. you know um i've seen my dad change uh you know, women pad on stage, you yeah. know, like he had his period. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the other actor was without underwear. I remember seeing his balls like right, you know, on the first. <laughs> and it's not traumatic. It's funny for yeah. a kid. I How mean, old are you then? Like eight. <laughs> but, but you're with other people, right? In the audience. Yeah, it's not a weird, I mean, it's funny. It's crazy, but it's right. it's quite funny, you know. So they, they're kind of doing the kind of uh, living theater, at, mad, like, yeah. absurd, yeah, crazy exactly. 70s exactly. stuff. Yeah, Completely nuts. Yeah. But no movies or nothing? A little bit of movies. My dad was in a, a few films and stuff, but not really movies. They were in two theaters, like, mostly. So when you're growing up, like, what what is entertainment in France? Like, I have this sense, like, like French comedy. What is French comedy? You know, there was some good French comedies. Yeah. My parents were not crazy for French comedies. At yeah. the time, they were more, you know, into... You know, my dad was a cinematic, uh, you know, he would bring me four or five times a week to the cinematic and we would see uh, Casaveres, yeah. uh, Bergman. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, not really comedies that yeah. much. Maybe Woody Allen as comedies, yeah. but, you know, um, um, but not really, I mean, um, French comedies. Like, they weren't big. My mom would bring me a, to see a what few. What was that guy's name? Jacques Tati? Yeah, we. Th- they love Jacques Tati. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Jacques Tati was one of them. Um, they like comedies that were kind of sophisticated, like... 
like rule of the game, like yeah, yeah. Renoir. Renoir. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but it wasn't really like mainstream French comedies. A few. Yeah. Eventually, they started liking the those guys that did uh, the Père Noël et une which is the Santa Claus is a Bastard. Okay. I don't know what it's. It's mixed nuts. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. they made a remake in yeah. America, but it was not as funny. Yeah. And um, and then uh, yeah, so it was mostly like uh, independent cinema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were intellectuals. I mean, so they were yeah, not. right. So they were artists, and they yes. you know their sensibility was artists. Yes, very. And you're you're the only kid. Uh, yes. I mean, they were dirt poor. Yeah. That's for sure. No money. They whatsoever. stayed poor. They stayed poor, but they didn't care at all about money. I mean, it was yeah. they. They didn't want to be rich. I yeah. mean, they never tried to be rich. They were always poor. The minute they would make a little money, we would go to a great restaurant, spend all of it, and it was gone. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember, like when I was growing up, my grandmother yeah. was living with us because they were always out and uh, doing theater at night and stuff. Uh-huh. And uh, my grandma, and we had no bathroom. We were living, I know people can't believe it, but it's like I grew up without a bathroom until I was like seven years old. Where, so, where, so where'd you go? <laughs> so they, w- so we would all go with a, with a, with a washcloth yeah. at the kitchen sink. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I remember my dad complaining about my grandmother's uh, pure, pure, white pure. White pubic hair in the so food. So disgusting. <laughs> Why am I talking about this? I don't know. But, but it's important. Uh, to, to That's know. how I grew up. Yeah. Um, no, and we would go to the toilet on the in the courtyard. There was a hole. A hole in the courtyard. Well, a hole behind doors, like a, yeah. it's oh, okay. a, a, a right, t- right. Turkish toilet. So, right. It's like so a hole. It was meant to be a toilet. To, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so just, is, uh, and, so, and then I think once a week we would go to public bath to take a shower. Oh my god! With all the people that didn't have a shower. So this is how you grew up for seven years of your life. Yes. Then eventually they bought a little. I mean, they bought they rented a, the apartment next door and were able to turn the kitchen into a bathroom, but, but tiny and like we're talking. But it doesn't seem like you know. I, I think for most people that would seem like if I heard this story in a different tone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could be crying saying that, but I'm not. Exactly. It's actually not traumatic at all. It's funny because like there's a lot of traumatic yeah. things in life, but this is not one of them. Well, I think well, I think it must be because of uh, the nature of your parents. They must have been fun loving people. Well, they were not unhappy. Yeah. They were extremely happy. They were partying a lot, you yeah. know, drinking every <laughs> night yeah. and leaving you with your grandmother. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who was like pointing the finger at them saying, "Never be like them, Julie. Never oh, be like oh, them." Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, so, yeah. so she was the voice of reason. She was like the old-fashioned kind of like you know folding plastic bags, keeping each yeah, of them. Yeah, you know, yeah. kind of. Oh, that's so. I funny. love grandmothers like that. I mean, my grandmother raised me basically, and oh, but I love thank that God, she was, thank God, she was able to. Uh, yeah, to yeah. Tell you, <laughs> to tell me not to be <laughs> this crazy. Did, person. did you? Were you able to succeed? Huh? Did you in, not be that crazy person? Yeah, no, I became very actually careful with my money. I mean, my friends sometimes call, say I'm a little tight with money, but, yeah. you know, I will take the bus to go somewhere even now? if I can take a taxi. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I have this side of me that's a little bit well, I still... Think that, I think that people that grow up with, you know, like kooky, kind of like out-of-control parents of whatever kind, either they're going to be that or they're going to be the controlling kind. Yes, yes. And I'm a little more on the controlling, even though I had period where I drank quite a bit uh, when I was younger, but... Yeah. Um, you Sort of have I, partied. To, right? yeah. I partied in my late 30s, yeah. uh, late 20s, no, late 20s, sorry, 30s, I was done already. But. So when do you start, like, uh, I mean, were you being, were you in shows? Did your parents drag you into the theater? Sometimes. I did a few plays with them. Yeah? Uh, I was very scared on stage. And actually, I never did stage. Always? When you were a kid? Always terrified. Really? Terrified of stage and never ended up doing stage. Really? Probably because I was 
so scared. And you don't feel, you, even now you think you would be? I'm very scared of uh, facing public and yeah, I'm terrified. Really? Yeah, I'm a little bit. Still? I, I would never do what you do, for example. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, it's it's one of my main terror. I mean, I did do, I did have a band for a while. I did music on stage. It was different, though. I was kind when of was like that? acting in my early 30s. And what kind of music? I played before the Pixies in um, in, in at festivals in Spain and then... Um, um, really? Yeah, at festivals. I was doing okay, actually. It was not gr- I was not a great singer, but I was doing okay. Was it rock music? Yeah, sort of. Yeah? Yeah. So, and music you wrote? And, yeah. Uh-huh. And you had a, a, a band? Yes, I had a band. Well, it's... But, I mean, that's different. I mean, because you can kind of get lost in that. Yeah, and I was pretending to be a, a singer. Yeah, I, I mean, I was pretending... I was singing, but yeah. I was like acting as if I was a singer yeah. suddenly. You know what I mean? It was a different Yeah, and thing. also like I just started doing more music on stage. Yeah. And like if you get into the music and you close your eyes, you can you don't even know you're in front of audience. Yeah, you can forget a little bit. <laughs> you can. Also, I was making jokes. I was kind of like acting slash, you know, I was, was doing- Some sort of rock and roll uh, uh, burlesque <laughs> of some kind. <laughs> I you... don't know. What I was like, not stripping. No, I know, but I mean like <laughs> yeah, you yeah, doing no, jokes like, and- don't... Yeah, a little bit to make Cabaret. myself- Cabaret, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, but um yeah it was funny it was funny I, I had a good time doing it i really had a good time so when do you start thinking about acting like for real uh as a kid well i i needed to get out of my house because i needed to have a normal life so yeah. uh, at 14 i decided i wanted to work and be independent financially so you moved so I moved legally. I was no, not allowed to move. My right. mom really didn't want me to move. So I moved the day of my 18th birthday to, to get out. And mm-hmm. uh, I rented an apartment. I, I had it all planned already. But but I was making a living by the age of 14. Doing? Uh, acting. Really? Yeah. In what? In uh, I started with Jean-Luc Godard in Detective. And uh, then I went to do... I did uh, three things with them. King with Lear. Him? And oh, then, you were in his King Lear? Yeah. Wow. So, and you were how old? Uh, I was 14 in uh, Detective, uh, 16 in King Lear. Now, working with that guy. Yeah. Because you're a director now, and this guy is one of the preeminent auteur (laughs) director guys. But it always seems like his process is not necessarily one to be, uh, to model yourself after. But you must have picked up something. Well, you know, when I met him, I said, listen, you don't have to cast me. I... I really just wanted to be on his set to see how, how he works. How did he find you? How did you find each I, other? I had put my photo everywhere at casting directors. Oh, oh okay. So, so, so I would do casting auditions and they stuff. They bring you, know? you in. And it actually didn't go very well because I'm very Your shy. Audition. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty bad. Actually, I'm really bad at auditioning. Yeah. All my life has been kind of disastrous. Like I get panic attacks from being in a room you do? auditioning. Yeah, I of hate the people it. there again in front of people. Yeah, I feel being judged. And maybe if you had your band with you. you yeah, could. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I uh, I know I'm auditioning for this part, but, but do you mind if those guys are here? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. a bunch of guys Just with their guitars. Just ready to play while you do your... <laughs> so you're not great at audition because you freak out. Yes, I'm really bad. I get... I get Really, it's like a horror movie for me. I, I get, The room starts to distort. And oh, really? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't like I it I get either. nauseous and then I... And then I some, I've very often run off. I, I, I grew to get resentful of the people. Like, like, well, your insecurity turns into. Well, it's sort of like, who the fuck are you to judge me? Yeah, like, exactly. This isn't even that good a script. Why am I even here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I know, I know, but I'm not like, like I, I haven't gone to that. You, you know, haven't gotten like, angry. No, yes, I get angry. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> easily. <laughs> I, I'm actually much better than I used to be, but I remember I, I used to have anger issues when I was when I um, most of my life. But really? I've been better for, t- for twelve years with my kid. I, I having a kid made me a, a less less of an angry person. Did it, or did it just make you you know behave yourself? No, it's just made me less angry altogether, like happier, I guess, mm. or something. I don't know what it is. Oh, that's uh, nice. So, okay, so you're going in for Godard. So, and- now that I say I have anger issues. <laughs> no, 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 I don't really have anger issues like out of the blue. You know, no, I know. it has like, to be you, 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 created by something. I get it. Yeah, you, yeah. you're not mad right now. Huh? You're not mad right now. No, right now, I have no, <laughs> <laughs> I have no reason to yeah, be. Good. Yeah, I'm really mad. Why do yeah, you have yeah. a hammer Why, here? Well, I mean, some people are like that. Yeah. What is this shit? Yeah, what is this shit? So, um, so you go in for him. Was it intimidating? Did you know his work at 14? Yes, I did. I had seen most of his films. Really? I was a big fan of his films. Well, my dad was dragging me to the Cinematheque right. since I was five years old. Yeah. So I had seen most of Godard films Yeah. by so, that age. I, I would say all of them. If not all of them, huh. and uh, because my dad is obsessed with Godard, he is, and so Still? so so I met him, and I was fourteen, and I think he was impressed that a fourteen-year-old had seen his entire, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. and, and so what? he hired me to act because even though I, he said yes, I could hire, I could have you come on set if you want, but why not get paid and play in the film? Yeah, and uh, that's it. And what'd you play? I played, uh, my name was like the young woman with a clarinet because I was playing clarinet at the time. Yeah. <laughs> so I played clarinet the whole time. Yeah. And I was a very bad clarinet player. I've never but, been good at clarinet. But that's what he wanted? Yeah. Like it was cute. I was like a young girl playing and, clarinet throughout the film. It didn't what, really make sense, but you know. What was his, but I he wanted he you around? The part, yeah, I think he wrote the part for me to be there because I wanted to see how he worked. And what, uh, how did he work? It was intense. Like it was intense. Like he would, uh, he would sometimes go a bit angry. He had an issue with his DP. He was fighting a lot with him. Oh, really? But was it all? Was there a script? Uh, there was a script, but we would give. Oh well, we were given page every day. Yeah. So I don't know if there was a script yeah. that he was keeping from us, and then but right. no one read a script. We right. just were giving given things once in a while oh okay so he would suggest things so it was improvised or he would tell you what no to no say? you would uh, you would give us page the okay. morning okay of, yeah. okay and that's what you were shooting that day yeah okay exactly and but did it seem um because like the movies i've seen of him they they seem kind of fragmented and interesting and and almost uh not actor like no and it's more art than films yeah. you know it's more philosophical yeah Whatever it is. Right. Yeah, I know. He's, he's like the scientist of cinema to yeah. me. You know, he's more like a, you know, uh, more than a filmmaker in yeah. a weird way. You did, know? But did, was he a nice person? Did, did you like him? I did, did enjoy working with him. I did get along with him and he was very kind to me. Very kind to me. Interesting. So yeah. the, in the King Lear, I kind of remember when that came out. Who played King Lear? I can't. I'm uh, uh, was it Burgess Meredith? And then... Uh, Maybe it was. It was Burgess Meredith because that's how I met him, and then I was playing one of the right and uh, Peter... no, and uh, Molly Ringwald was playing one of his right daughter. and right. I remember Woody this. Allen wasn't it? Norman Mailer, Peter Sellers, Peter Sellers, the Norman... theater. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I didn't see it, but I remember when when very strange film came out. It was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it's it's a little bit that, still that still still that feeling when you see the film. Did and you went to you saw it because you're in it. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you get into the mode of 
um, Godard, I think you start understanding his, his films more. I think now it's harder for me to get it than it was when I was younger, in a way. Uh-huh. But I was used to seeing his films a lot. He's still around, isn't he? He's still alive. He's like 91, yeah. Do you, Are you guys friends? No, no, no. But he's always been very nice. Like, he writes letters on books... Uh, to me, yeah. To, I mean, uh, letters to me. He wrote a beautiful letter to me in one of his books, and you know uh, that he didn't send me, but he published. Yeah, you know about. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, very nice, very nice. And it was not. He was very, very respectful, very kind, very, yeah. uh, very polite with me. Uh, yeah. He's not always like that with people, so I was lucky. So you, you know? felt uh, you felt uh, at least a little special. So did the Godard movies give you some profile? At least in a France? A little bit. Yeah, in France only. Yeah. And then I went to do a, a, a Bertrand Tavernier movie. I did a Leos Carax movie. And then I did a, 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 a Volker Schlondor film when I was 20 with Sam Shepard. Uh, then that? I did. Um, Sam Shepard was not an easy person to work with. Oh, really? No. Huh. Not really easy. Intense, like broody or like... Uh, like moody. like yeah. yeah, like you didn't know which day it's going to be, you know. Like, oh, really? Yeah, it's, is it going to be a good day or a bad day? I guess everybody has these periods, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was crying sometimes. I don't know what was going on. I just like, I was like just trying to... Act. You know, act and do the best job I could. Did and, you train you know. at all to act? Uh, I did train, yeah. Where? I, I, I did some um, acting class for a while. But not really that much of training. I don't remember. I actually did the actor studio when I went to New York, yeah. and I did um, some some classes in France. I trained more as a writer and director than I trained as an actress. Actually, I went to film school basically. Where? New York. You did? Yeah. NYU. Oh, you did. You went to NYU. Yeah. So, and how old were you when you did that? Twenty-two. Oh, so like you did the film program at Tisch, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's not really... I mean, the best training I've had is looking at those directors like Kieslowski, Godard, whatever. Yeah, who was that with. When, when you were... Because you did some of that before. You worked with them before. So you had all this experience doing movies before you went to film school. Yeah, yeah. So you went to New York to do film school? Yeah. That was the plan? Well, I wanted not to... Not to be an actress? No, no. I wanted to learn to direct. I mean, uh, very early on. I saw uh, someone like got out some interview of me when I was 16 and I'm talking about writing and directing and it was always the thing you wanted to do always yeah always because I was uh, not so happy as an actress only like it it made me feel unhappy like I wasn't why because I don't know it was a weird time being a young pretty girl (laughs) yeah yeah you know it was like I hate it you know I remember I did a film once and I had like an equal part with the other actress in the film but she ended up dating the director and at the end she had like a much bigger part and uh-huh. I was like, shit, I'm not ready to do that to get the bigger part. You know what no, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be dependent on yeah. that crap, you know? Yeah. Did you, so, did you come up against that a lot? A lot. Yeah. I mean, a lot. Um, and uh, But I always avoided it. Like, it's never got to the point where I was in the room with that person, you know? I've right. always, I mean, maybe once. You were never was, given, like, this choice? No. Well... Yes, but I was able to avoid it oh, yeah, yeah. Be- before I was like, you know, right, that right, complete right, like right in front of my face. Right, I, right, I didn't yeah. have to run off, you know. Right, right, you right. Know? I mean, from... once actually when I was 13, but, you know. 13? Uh, oh, yeah. That's yeah, France? Yeah. <laughs> That's France, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I remember my dad was waiting for me downstairs. I didn't tell him right away. It was the, the Was it an the audition? Director's, yeah, the director's home. And, and I went and I waited to be in the subway to tell him and I was... T- 
crying and crying. My dad wanted to go punch the guy. He was so angry. And then he explained to me, you know, you don't have to be that. You don't have to do this to be a great actress. You don't have to be any of that, you know. You know, he explained to me that it's I did the right thing, obviously, right? Well, yeah, it must have been I terrifying. Mean, I threw I threw something in the guy's face and left. So know? he came at you? Yeah, at 13. Can you believe it? Well, that was like pretty, uh, uh, like literally a horrible hands-on lesson. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. But then fr- from that. then on, I was very... You, you knew. Know. Yeah. You knew that like... And I, and I had the reputation to be a bit of a bitch because of that, uh, you know, obviously. To, just to maintain boundaries and protect yourself. Yes, exactly. Oh, my God. But that amazing? Uh, it, it, it's, but things it, have changed now, which is good for young women now. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it's getting better. Yeah, hopefully. So, hopefully for 13-year-olds. I, <laughs> at least, at I, least the 13-year-old yeah, can I mean, avoid it. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry I'm laughing. I'm laughing because no, it's I, I, I such a horrible thing if you think about it. You know, It's well, better to laugh about it than to cry. Right? Now, but was the big, like, uh, the big break was Europa Europa, though? Like, is that what Agnieszka kind of... Holland was great to, to be in that one. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I think it was a bunch of little break. Then the before, starting the before when I was 23, be, be, 24. Before Sunrise, right? But you one. did so many different ones, though. You did the the three the three colors movies, right? Yeah. I mean, you did. White, I, yeah. I remember Killing Zoe. I remember uh, yeah, that Killing movie. Killing Zoe also. Yeah, yeah. That was a wild movie. Was that bank robbery movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, did. that was kind of a good movie. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, very fun. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I did that as well. I forgot. Yeah, I did a bunch of stuff before. Uh... But but the dream was to to write and direct. So, but you hadn't you when you came to New York, you were. Already a pretty established actress, right? Yeah, yeah. And was when you said, I'm going to NYU, were your agents like, what? Well, I didn't really tell them. Oh. I, I just, you know, I realized very quickly that if I told agents that I was writing, they weren't too crazy for it. You know, they thought maybe I was wasting my time or, you yeah. know, they want actors to be dedicated to, you know. And who'd you study with over there? What was the, uh, like, what What were you trying to, uh, what did you see as your, your path in terms of the type of things you wanted to write? You know, I was into indie stuff, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, I yeah. was, I liked uh, Jarmusch and, yeah. you know, um, Spike Lee and, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I was also a fan of bigger films like, um, you know, I, I loved um, Milos Forman was oh, my wow. complete, I mean, he's my favorite director. I want to watch Amadeus again. It's just so good. And the, it's always the, so good, the, the, the director's cut, the three hours is even better. Really? I mean, it's just brilliant. I just, I watched Cuckoo's Nest again I, I watched recently. it with my son recently. Oh, really? We, we, it's my son's favorite film now. How old and is he's your tw- son? And he's 12. Yeah. But I don't, maybe he I can shouldn't handle say. It. Yeah, he can, no, he actually wanted to know about, because we talked about they talked at school a lot about mental issues yeah. because of COVID and everything. Yeah. A lot of kids got depressed and yeah. stuff. So he wanted to know about it. And yeah. I was like, I love this film. Do you want to see it? It's a little rough, but you know, yeah. there's something <laughs> to it that's very beautiful too. You right. know? Did that help him understand mental issues? Yeah, no, he liked it oh, yeah. a lot. He said well, it's, it's a beautiful film. Yeah. yeah. I talked to Christopher Lloyd recently yeah. and it's so interesting to... Because like he had a fairly prominent part in that movie. I, it wasn't like he was a star, but he's in that movie. No, no, and he's yeah, great. He's yeah. great. <gasps> they all great. They are. Oh my god! But you talk to those guys, you know, and it, they go right back to it. Like at that point in their career, like whatever movie it is. But sometimes I talk to these old dudes, and the ones that were defining are the ones that seem like amazing movies. They they can go right back to it in their head, and yeah, yeah. They, they get excited. I'm sure because you know? it must have been a great. A great yeah, moment in life. It must have been to, crazy, to be right? Honest. Yeah. Do you have th- moments like that from movies? 
No, I don't know. I don't really, I don't remember so much. Like, I move on so much. I'm so much into... Next, the writing next, and directing? Next. No, in the next step. You yeah, know, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm always sure. in, the, yeah. in the present or the fu- or projecting myself into next. Are you anxious? Anxious as I in... I mean, in general? I mean, do you have anxiety or... Uh, tremendous. Oh, so yeah, yeah. yeah, you can't appreciate anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's horrible. No, my life is... No, no, but I actually enjoy some shoot... I, I have to say I've enjoyed... Yeah directing a few films there's f- some french film i did uh, like uh, a film called the sky lab actually it's an english title because it's based when on did you do that oh yeah uh, i see 10 uh, 10 years about 10, 12 years ago I, I shot and it was a french movie it's a french movie we had an amazing time now but is it was it a popular movie uh pretty popular in france here, yeah i don't think it came out here it, it's very French. Oh, sorry, I have to be closer. Well, you can it's pull the mic French. back there if you want. You okay? What's going on? Yeah, no, on? I have like a, I don't know, my gallbladder is... Uh, really? Out. Yeah, it's okay. It's anxiety, you know, it gets all tied up. Do you need up. anything? No, no, I'm fine. I'm and fine. you know it's your gallbladder? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I have a bit of a stress stress gallbladder. How would I, like, how yeah, would I know okay. if I have that? You just have a pain right here. It's okay. Because I have a little pain right there sometimes, but I don't know if it's That's, my cold water. That looks more like, if it's lower, it's the, it's the colon. No, oh, maybe. <laughs> Sorry. So you do a little... Uh, <laughs> medical. I can do a little medical. Yeah, uh, you, you spend a I'm lot of time? Good. Yeah, yeah, a lot. I can actually help you out if you want <laughs> what? with that stuff. What? No, but I mean, not specifically the colon, but you know, yeah, the no, whole body it. from head to toes. Well, I'm, I'm pretty but, much, uh, I'm very knowledgeable. Really? But yeah. Why? I don't know. Just it interests me. It, I, I only read uh, science papers and medical papers. I don't know why. But do you? But I, <laughs> is it? But is it from panic? Uh, from no. I just I've always been interested in, in the body. Yeah, in the yeah. But medical. it's not like Web MD stuff, right? You just you study things, but you're not always sort of like, oh my god, what's this pain? I can think I'm dying. A little bit, but it <laughs> becomes a, 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 a genuine interest. Oh, okay. In so medical you, stuff. you shift your panic. Eventually, and fear. the panic becomes medical quickly. Oh yeah. Become research. What's you know? your What's your latest research? Oh, I'm not going to go into it. Let's let's move on to the next subject. What was the other subject? We were just on. We were talking French movies. Yeah, we French were talking movies. about Skylab. Oh yeah, I enjoy shooting Skylab. I enjoy I what enjoy shooting the show too. I have to say, this what was show. Skylab about? It's a family reunion the day before the Skylab crashed onto Earth. So oh. it's set in 1979. And you wrote it. And I wrote it. So what was the vision? Like, you know, what was it about Skylab arriving? It that was made... capturing one day in the life of this family, which is basically based on my family. Because yeah. my family is, my dad is very left. Yeah. And the rest of my family is very, and not the rest, but part of my family, some part of my family is very right mm-hmm. uh, politically. Yeah. So I remember growing up with major, you know, the dinners would always end up with, you know. Yeah. People were about sure. to kill each other. Yeah. So, you know. Right. So it was, okay, so it was... But it's sk- funny. It's very funny. But did the Skylab thing bring everybody together? Was that, why was Skylab part no, of No, 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 no. They keep no? on fighting. No, but it's always this thing, uh, you know, looming, uh, what is, uh, you know, the, the Skylab is supposed to fall onto Earth and we don't know where it's going to fall. Oh, that's oh, what, oh, the, in it. the news, that's what it sure, was. Sure, sure, right, right. I remember right. my mom... They were hoping it was going to be in the water. Exactly. Yeah. And it did in yeah, Australia. But yeah. my mom at the time was convinced it was going to fall on my head. So I spent the entire on week that head. summer on my head. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of mom. That kind of mom. Uh, so, uh, so I spent my entire week that summer of like, you know, being uh, terrified that yeah. the Skylab was going to fall on my head. So your your mother was constantly worried? Yes. Uh, yeah. And that's why you're... Crazy. Why are you doing? <laughs> well, that well, that's why you're so panicky. Yeah, of course. Because out not... of all people on Earth, 
Yeah. My head. Right. I know. It's no, special. I had like my, my parents were kind of worrying people and then it makes you nervous. I know. It's like, very. It's, because it's like, it's not, it's, it's, they think it's some manifestation of love, but it's not. It's really just panic. It's your own panic that you're putting on your kid and, you know, because you're afraid that something's going to happen to them. And what would you think about yourself if that happened? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's a projection I, of your anxiety. Yeah. yeah I and know. Just I, I hope I'm not doing that with my son now. A uh, little bit sometimes. I but. don't think I ever thought about it for myself until just now, until talking to you. And I've, I'm pretty rigorous about my brain. <laughs> But like I realized that 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 a lot of there was a lot of worry, but I, I don't think it was I don't think it was genuine concern. I think they were more nervous for themselves than they were for me. So it was a, just a transfer of yeah, their kind of like like you I, think or I mean, I, I know I, I genuinely worry for my kid. Yeah, okay. it's not about me necessarily. Why well, do I just think like uh, I think that the thought is is like that would be awful if that happened to the kid. Yeah. Right. And 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 like I don't like you. You get this fear. They have their own fear about what's going to happen to you. Yeah. And they yeah. make things up in their head. Yeah. Exactly. It's like the character in the show. Yeah. Uh, Sarah. Uh, what uh, Jones's character? Yeah. 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 Right, Jones. Yeah, uh, Sarah Jones. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. worried about her kid all the time. She's right. imagining things happening yeah. to him. Yeah, yeah. And then you react to it. But it's a form also of yeah, exactly. And I think she is like that also because she's you know she's trying to find herself. You know, also right. And, she's and also a liar. She's a professor. Yeah, she's a liar. But she's happier when she lies than when she doesn't lie. And she's not very good at lying. I, I at the tell same you, time. man. I you know I cannot like watching that show. I was like. With your husband, I was like, "Why are you staying with this guy?" Like, he's like nothing. <laughs> she's, he wasn't she's, even charming until the last episode. She's trying really hard to make things work, and sometimes I find I've seen it very often. I mean, I'm like that. I will try to make things work, no matter what, no matter what, mm. until suddenly there's a breaking deal kind of thing, and then it all goes away. But it's If with you... friends. I mean, it's not just relation. It's all relationship, even work. Yeah. You know, I will try till the end to make things work with someone, even with work, until you reach a level where I'm like, that's it, never again, done. <laughs> you know, right. and, then, and it's then it's done it's for really good. Really done. It's really done because it reached the limit 20 yeah, times. I But know, I will I get to like I'm very. I'm like I forgive, I forgive, I forgive, and then. But I thought it's a, it's an interesting quality for a woman also to be, you know, trying and trying and accepting and accepting and being punched and punched and punched yeah. until she has to, you know. But he, she's at the end of her rope. Yeah, yeah. It's not like she's because you a, can't be denied attention. You can't be mad at her for doing it. I mean, no, if no, you're anything, not mad at her. Yeah. Like that, that guy's uh, uh, he's unbearable. Unbearable. <laughs> It's just fun. He's good, though. He's good at being unbearable. That actor. Ma Mathieu, do you, do you know Demis. that guy pretty well? I mean, yeah, like, yeah. I know he's a friend. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Mathieu Demi. Yeah. He's so you know him from France? Uh, yes. Uh, we met in France, but we mostly hang out here. He moved to L.A. Oh, he did, too? Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So, with the... When do you... Did, when is the first... Um, is Before Sunset the first big movie sunrise, that Sunrise. Before sunrise? sunrise? No, no. I'm talking about the one you wrote. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Before Sunrise, I wrote too, but we didn't get credited, Ethan and I. We we wrote Before Sunrise. Well, the first because one we wrote- Because you were improvising or- No, it's not that. It's because we, we, we didn't sign on at being writers from the start. So when we were hired to go to- to oh, so it was a guild To thing. the set, yeah. We ended up changing all of- It was not a rewrite. It was, you know, we threw away 
everything and we wrote a new film with a few, maybe five and leftover just, dialogue Linklater of the original. And just let you do that? He wanted us to do oh. that. He hired us to do that. And then I think the guild, I mean, they couldn't, whatever. Who knows what happened? Who wrote the original story? Uh, Richard and another lady. Oh, okay. And uh, but basically, the final script with the original yeah. script is almost there's maybe two. I mean, for my character, there's maybe th four lines. And was that left over? Is that because you and Ethan had to define the relationship for yourselves that I would think, compel you? To I think quickly Richard realized that the original screenplay was quite talky and mm. there was almost no romance it, oh. it wasn't very romantic okay first of all they and would separate was, and it's a romantic movie yeah it's mm. very romantic and i think you realize that ethan and i would bring all that writing of mm. romance and i wrote a lot of stuff about how i felt as a young woman and i was very romantic yeah you know <laughs> <laughs> is that gone? Did you, did you well, get rid of that? <laughs> it's 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 not the same anymore. You know, like you sure, you, you, yeah. you kind of you know, and it's beautiful for the time. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I love that people film love because, it. They love yeah, yeah, all of them. It's very romantic, and I'm happy I was romantic in my twenties, and that I'm not as romantic. I mean, I am romantic, but I'm also practical now. So it's a different kind of romance, romantic well, idea. Yeah, well, I mean you. As as we get older, you, there's you, you got to temper your romance to something a little more practical. Yeah, also to not get completely crushed every time something doesn't work out right. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like you don't want to be like if you're romantic like you're in your twenties, you won't survive. I mean, yeah. it'll kill you. Yeah. So you know, it's it's better to be to be to be a little more in in the the real world. But I was very romantic, be you know, beautiful romantic ideas. So I wrote them all in the in the film, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what it and it was huge success. And Ethan as well. Yeah. And we were both the age of the character, so it it was more we yeah. were more in, in tune with this yeah. romance than Richard was in right. his 30s. You know what I mean? Like we were yeah. in our 20s. Are you guys still 30s. friends? You and Ethan? Yeah yeah, 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 of course. Well, we did two more films. I together, know, I know, so. but I just I don't know. I I always assume people We're not friends. You know, we've never been super close friends right because in the end we just communicate during the time that we need to do i think that's films. what happens with movies yeah it's like and i always learn this over and over again and even from my own experience in doing movies just you know when you see somebody establish something like you know three movies on screen there's part of you that wants to believe that they, well they must you know really love each other or whatever but yeah no it's just a job and you know you do the work and then and, i know and people ask me if i'm not why why am i not married to ethan and i'm like <laughs> That my God, like the last person on earth I would marry, probably. Wow. No, no, but I mean, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's I like do. I knew yeah. him inside out. I yeah. don't want to be married to Ethan. Yeah. You know. Right. And, sure. And, uh, Spent a lot of time together. It, yeah. That's at enough. many different ages. Yeah. Exactly. Through it's like a, you know through yeah. divorces. Thirty. And this and that. Thirty years. It's that's enough. crazy. Yeah. It's almost thirty. Yeah. Well, how did that evolve into like uh, a three-part thing? That wasn't the intention, was it? So originally, no. The original screenplay added very strict end yeah. which was that they would part and never see each other again that was Richard's original right. screenplay and when I was involved I said listen I'm not the kind of person that would have sex with someone if I didn't that's how I was at the time you know <laughs> it's okay to be that way <laughs> no no but I mean you know yeah. I was a romantic person and I say I'm not going to be with this guy unless I know there is a possibility of seeing him again yeah oh, so right. oh, it that's... has to be open at the end 
Huh. It has to be an open ending. Yeah. Also, I've always liked open endings. Like I finish my show with something open. I've always liked the possibility of something else. Yeah. You know, so I said, let's make it that they meet again. And we didn't want to exchange phone number because it s- seemed silly, you yeah. know, kind of like too, yeah. too down to earth in a way. All right. Let's make it a romantic idea of meeting again six months later. You okay. know, so it kind of left the door open for a sequel yeah. in a way. And uh, and then when eventually we were like, you know, a lot of people are saying, why don't why don't we have a sequel? Because it is open. Because people we decided, loved it. Did you find it was it, mostly women? No, men too. Love, oh, yeah. A lot of people got married. Because of that film. movie? Yeah, oh. I know. It's really strange. We meet a lot it's of people. Sweet. Really? Sweet. I'm responsible for a bunch of babies out oh, there. Oh, that's nice. It's cute, right? Yeah. Pretty cute. So when the sequel comes, so I guess Richard was like, well, you're going to write it I should this be time. the godmother of all those babies. Yeah, you are secretly. <laughs> <laughs> Just claim it. <laughs> Ethan and I are. Yeah. So when, when, the, when the first sequel comes around, Richard... Just said you're writing this then, right? Well, yeah, this time it was obvious. I yeah. mean, I was not so happy with not being credited. Yeah. So was Ethan, you know, we were a little bit. You were bit, both mad. Well, there's a good reason to be. I mean, yeah. if no, it I... had been in the Writers Guild's hand, there would be no question right. we'd have been writers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, so this time we said, okay, listen, this time, <laughs> this time, not not the same. Because they, again, there was an attempt to like present a oh, screenplay really? and be like, oh, and we'll work on set. I'm like, no, 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 mm-hmm. not this time. Oh, you fought so, for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not this time. I was yeah. like, not this and time. The sa- and the same with Before Midnight. Yeah. Oh, well, Before Midnight, it was out of the question not to credit us because right. we're, we're uh, you know, we're, we're Ethan and I's writing is what those films are, you know. So. And when you guys wrote together, did you sit there and write together? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, the, the for Before Sunset, we, were, we did a lot. I send a lot of stuff like... In, yeah, internet. I mean, we did all sorts of ways of working. Sure, like, yeah, sure. Internet, but yeah, it was definitely connected. Scenes and, yeah, 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 yeah. And you're credited as a composer as well. Yes, I wrote music for um, The Countess, which is a period piece I made, which is a very weird movie about a, a woman that used to bathe in young virgin's blood to stay young forever. Mm. She was called Countess Bathory. Very gothic. Yeah. Somehow people love it in France. It's yeah. like my number one film, but here no one liked you it. You did everything. You wrote, directed, acted, and... Uh, Composed the music. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I come from classical music training. Right. So with clarinet and I was playing in orchestras yeah. and stuff. So I, I, I write for orchestras. Mm. Uh, so you know how to do that. Yes. So you like to do it. I, it's very relaxing The to Countess write. is your biggest hit in France? <laughs> Not my biggest hit, but a lot of people think it's my best film. Really? And here people don't, they don't like even it know at all. It. Yeah, no, don't know it. Huh. What can you do? Wow. You know, French French people have, have different tastes. Like my last film, My Zoe, people loved it in France. Here, not so much. How do you account for that? What is it? What, what is it about um, France? What do they like? I think because it, it's very unusual. It's not very mainstream. Um, and also, I think there's no f- uh, good feeling. Uh, what? How do you call it? Like... You know all those British movies that at the yeah, end yeah. you're like rooting for oh, the yeah, hero, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know like so all it's the just typical existentially challenging. Well, it is very, very challenging. Yeah, yeah, it is. And people, it is, and people are like, blah, 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 it's so dark, and the characters are unlikable, and you know that's the in, thing in, about the unlikable here. You have, right in yeah. France, so there's a sort of they a, love unlikable characters. A they love. I mean, they come. They have Marquis de Sade as a hero, so you know it's like <laughs> not the most like. <laughs> you know, likable human being. So, Well, I think that's interesting about, you know, countries that have 
real history. You, you know, when you really think about America, it is a, it, it's just a history of, of dreamers and possibility, whereas France has been through the shit. Yeah, you know, and there's a darkness times. that's accepted. You know, I think that's why people like... For I remember, I remember reading Hubert Selby Jr., The Demon. I don't know yeah. if you know that book. It's one of my favorite books. And uh, people in France love it, you know. Yeah. And I know that's something that's... A, I mean, some some directors started liking him, but really it was... You know, I remember the French loved him from a long time. You know, and it's very dark. I think people here know Last Exit to Brooklyn, you know, right? Yeah. But people, for example, in love in France love, and I love him too, uh, love uh, Bukowski, Charles Bukowski. Of course, yeah. It's irreverent. It's rude. Yeah, it's uh, he did okay here, but not great. But not like you're, great in France. He's he's looked upon as a genius, and I believe he's a brilliant. He is a genius, but here he's a cult figure. There he's like a celebrated yes, man of letters, main, almost mainstream yeah. American oh, author. Oh, interesting. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, they have an intellectual tradition of. Uh, it's a of, different, like about darkness is yeah. different. You know, the sense of uh, it's okay. It's okay to be a certain way. I mean, I'm not saying France is perfect. Far from no, it. But There's like, a lot of you, things I hate uh, about France. But 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 in terms of writers, like you know, Camus was like you know, The Stranger was a big book, right? Yeah. And it's yeah, that's not a happy ending. No, it's completely <laughs> existential. Or, or even you know, all uh, Sartre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Writing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very, so the, I guess France dark. is used to it. It's dark and open ended. Yeah, dark. <laughs> exactly. So that's yeah. where maybe you got the you like the open ended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but like. It doesn't that. have to be dark. Maybe Can that's it? the French side of the show. Maybe it's that kind of like a my show. It's kind of like on the very, verge. Yeah, it's not very dark, but you know, maybe there is something. Well, I think know. like you know the you know what you're trying to straddle. Like you know how how long have you been working on that show on the new show on the verge. You know, truly, I wrote on, I worked on the pilot for many years, and actually, the pilot is my least favorite episode. Weirdly enough, I should have just kept it as the first draft that I had. Yeah. You know, I hate when I start to rewrite and take notes from twenty different studios, and yeah, then yeah, it becomes. Yeah. Actually, the the pilot is probably the least interesting thing because. You know, I got too many notes, you know, and then it becomes right, a yeah, and they're, they're, they're all worried about, you know, setting up these characters. And, and it becomes nothing. I mean, to me, the pilot is okay, but, you know, I think it's, the show is, is better than the pilot. And you made so. it with Netflix. So Netflix is the studio. Yeah, well, it's Canal Plus, actually. It was French okay. financing, and then Netflix acquired it. It's, a, a, it's not an original Netflix. How's it doing I in do, France? It's okay. It's doing well. Did it get uh, press? Very good press. In France. Yes. I mean, people like me in France. I know. <laughs> they hate me here, but they like me in France. Do you no, re- they don't hate me here, yeah. but, you know, it's more of a, you know. Did you shoot during COVID? Uh, yes, in the middle of it. Hmm. So you did half of it during COVID with protocols? Uh, all of it during COVID with protocols. You shot all of it? The during show, COVID? During COVID, yeah. yeah. In August, we started August 31st. Oof. And finished uh, November right before it went up. It was a, in a dip of, and we didn't have one case of COVID. That's good. Yeah, so you're we doing the like tested every other day kind of thing. Every other day, yeah, we were all yeah. wearing masks. masks. No one could hang out. No Whoa. one could have lunch together. Yeah. Wow. It was it was not easy. Not easy. No, I know. I shot um, a movie during uh, only two weeks though. Oh, you shot a movie. Oh yeah, yeah. You shot a movie. How was that? In peak COVID, it was. You know, you were so excited to be out. That's exactly how we felt. Yeah, and that, you know, like, I, I was really nervous, but my management somehow convinced me that it was probably safer to be on the set than to go to Ralph's. And they're right. Yeah. Because everyone was super tested. Yeah, and all you the knew time. everyone. And you know what's fun was that 
everyone in the world was wearing a mask. And then we would take out our mask. I know. Hang out, love, kiss, yeah. hug. As if we were in yeah. the real world. We were the only one in this bubble of yeah. other reality that didn't exist for anyone else. It was kind of great, you know? Well, that, and also, like, your ability to focus on the work is tenfold i mean because you're just sitting you're literally you can't even there's nothing you can't go hang around craft services so you're just oh, waiting god yeah. just waiting to work to work yeah 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 the focus i really i i wouldn't say and you know you had minimal people on set you yeah. couldn't have everyone just uh-huh. hanging out yeah. on set yeah which i mean listen it's nice to have everyone on set you right. know eating while you're doing sure. an emotional scene or whatever yeah. or a sex scene <laughs> yeah, and you yeah, have yeah. like half the crew you know no a sex scene now they allow, don't allow people but whatever we don't have really sex scenes in on the on this show but you know i don't know why actually it says nudity on the thing because i don't think there's any nudity in my show or i i'm so just the one girl at the party show at the boobs. party that's it like one one pair of tits yeah, but that's I enough that's for nudity it. i don't know or maybe it's because you know in the in the credits mm. There's you, you see actually it's it's me you see a, a pregnant woman and you see the breast and oh. maybe that's enough to make it you know yeah, like maybe. nudity sure. that would be really not good. So you had this pilot you've been working on the pilot a long time. I've been working on the pilot a long time. Now did you write with other people? Was there a room or did you just knock it out with one other person? One one no we didn't have a room we didn't have the money for a room mm. because it's Canal Plus and it's yeah. like it was all scale. What is Canal Plus? Canal Plus is a French channel okay. that uh, finance uh, most TV shows oh, okay. in France and mo- most films. Okay, it's well, actually guess... the reason why we have films in France is Canal Plus. But um, so uh, yeah, so I was working on the screenplay for a while. Of course, it went from me being forty-four to me being fifty. So the kid went from being five to being, you know, twelve years old yeah. because suddenly my obviously. You mean it took you that long to write it? Not to write it, to get money for it. Oh. I wish it took... <laughs> I, I, no, it's really about the... So it's been hanging around. Yeah, yeah. It's been like, you know, yes and no's and yeah. one place, then another. Then I took it back from yeah. one place and went to another place. And then oh, Okay, I get it's it. It's not easy. It was not an easy And you one. had just the pilot? Yeah. Mm. And so once you got the deal... You, uh, I developed the 12 other episodes afterwards. And then that was fun, that part, you know, yeah. even though it was a lot of work. And I did it only with Alex Yalando, who's my co-writer, who plays Elle in the show. Elle. Elle is the the lady with three kids. Oh, she's good. Where did she come from? She's a, she's an actress. She was in my, my films, Two Days in Paris, Two Days in New York. She played my oh, sister. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, yeah, French. Yeah. Actually, she's... Uh, She's American and Israeli, but she was raised partly in France, so she speaks fluent French. Yeah, I like her kookiness. Yeah, she's very good. Yeah. She was very funny. Has she done a lot of acting? Yes. Mm. I mean, she has done, she worked with Zoe Casaveres on her film or short film or a feature. Uh, yeah, I feel like I've seen her before. Zoe Casaveres movie? Yeah. I wonder which but one. But she was also in Two Days in Paris, Two Days in New Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I remember. Yeah, she, was, she played my sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. And your parents were in those too, right? Yep. Yeah. And Adam Goldberg. And Adam Goldberg in the first one, and then yeah. Chris Rock in the second. I kind of know Adam a little bit. I changed boyfriend between the two. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, do you and Adam get along? Yeah, we did for a while, and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if we still get along. <laughs> I haven't seen him in a while. I don't know if he liked the film when he saw Two Days in Paris. I think he oh. was upset at me. Oh, really? I don't know. I cut a bit that he did, and you know, I don't know. I don't yeah. know what happened. He, he was upset at me after We're the all film. Kooky. I don't He's know. got two cute kids now. I know. I'm happy yeah. for him. Yeah, yeah. I'm very. Good. I have all only good good things to say about Adam. He's a fantastic actor. He is, isn't he? Yeah, he's great. And Elizabeth Shue, like, how She's did that great. happen? I, I feel like I haven't seen her in decades. 
Well, you know, it's like um, she's a wonderful actress. And, I know. Um, and and uh, sometimes, uh, you know, people, you know, yeah, don't work. I mean, also, I think, you know, Some when you're offered, you know, I mean, yeah. I see movies sometimes, even good films. And then I I look at the woman character, the, the 50-year-old woman character. And right. it's so underwritten. That it's, it's, you know, you don't want to, who wants to play that part, you know? Right. Well, I mean, I think that's true of a lot of roles. Like, yeah, you know, but like, even for guys. I mean, truly, yeah. everything is so one dimension yeah. sometimes. Yeah. But, you know, it's because people are used to, they want characters to be likable. Yeah. From the start. You know, I have this issue in my show sometimes. It's like people say, oh, the first and second episode, they're not really likable character. I'm like, so what? I know. Like, I grew up loving, you know, is king of comedy any of the character likable yeah they're fucking all crazy yeah, and yeah. You, you know they should be all i mean even the yeah. hero that's supposed to be like i mean the jerry lewis character yeah. is unbearable even yeah. worse than the other ones oh, i mean yeah. and those are my favorite films growing up you yeah. know it's not yeah the oh he's likable. Well, I don't know like what, what that is that's a hollywood thing it's unbearable i mean yeah. truly i can't I, I i'm personally i'm like i don't get it <laughs> you know i i love it, films do you think it's with, uniquely american <sighs> you know, I think there is a side. I I don't think it's uniquely American. I think it's it's uh, it's it's the times. It's more also than... executives panicking. Like I don't I don't know that like you, you know you can't really look to executives to have some depth of understanding about what you're trying to. But do. But you know why they're panicking? Because being in L.A. for twenty whatever years, yeah, I've noticed that there's always someone above them. Yeah. And they're always scared of that person right. above them, it's no just, matter how high they are. That's right. It's just about you know, having someone to blame. Exactly. Like, and they're always scared to be the one. Yes. Right. Right. So people act out of fear yeah. in, in this country and they're scared. And even critics sometimes yeah. will say, oh, you know, because they have something above them that say, why did you like this? You yeah. Know? Right. Or why did you, you know, they... I think there, there. People are. It, it, it's it's a tough world out there. Yeah, and like, for well, them. fortunately, no, uh, as time goes on, nothing fucking matters anymore. And uh, you know, there's there's so much out there that like, how do you even determine like which critic? It's all. It's everything's uh, like a, an algorithm or amalgamation. Like even Rotten Tomatoes, that's based on a hundred critics or however many. It's a very odd thing we're living. Actually, in. six sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and it's like, who cares? You know, exactly. I but mean, people go to that thing. I know it's it's. Uh, but then in the end, it's uh, the people watching are what matters. Sure. You know, and and uh, eventually people get to see things, and you know, that's did Netflix what I'm get happy. behind it? Did they? You know, did they? No. No. No, because it's not a Netflix original, so they don't spend so a there. cent. On publicity, it's sort of there. Yeah, and if it's, I mean, they threw it on the wall. If it sticks, it sticks, you know. And it did. It, it's just doing well, you know. It was like, yeah, number ten, you know, a part of the ten, ten top yeah. for a while. And, oh, good. You know, and it's people are still watching, so I'm lucky. Yeah, you know, it's almost like uh, I'm lucky. I'm lucky. I mean, I can't say anything else because uh, publicity-wise, there's you, nothing. Yeah, how many did you direct? Uh, five. Oh, that's good. And Matthew, the guy playing my husband, directed yeah. four. Oh, wow. And uh, another director, uh, David Petraka, directed three. And um, I have to say, uh, I, I think I, I did okay on the first three, but I think the screenplays were still, you know. But I did better on 11 and 12 than I did on one, two, three. But, you know, Very, it's like you can't. You, you hard know. on yourself? No, it's not that. It's I know when I'm doing a good job and when I'm not as good, you know. And It's hard to d direct when you're in it. Yeah, and when you're shooting in COVID time and you have so many you limitations. you really lean on the DP. 
Yeah, no, everything. I mean, yeah, DP. And also you shoot eight pages a day on this kind of show. Yeah. I know. It's crazy, right? What? How many pages did you do like on the... In the movie? Yeah. Well, on, on my show, we used to shoot... When I was doing Glow for Netflix. Yeah, Glow. Well, yeah. that was hard. There was a big thing. But like, how many did we do? Like we when I was doing my show for IFC, we do eight, ten page days. It's crazy. It's so it's same, crazy. yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot. Oh yeah, it's nuts. It's hard. It's yeah. hard to. I mean, I was pushing to do a, as many takes as possible because I really believe the more takes, the more choice you have for editing sure. later. Yeah. But it is it is tough to do eight to ten pages. But did you feel like uh, did you get like were you satisfied with the experience as a director? It must have been like it seems like yeah. There the were times of- where I was really happy and times where I was frustrated because I didn't have enough time. Obviously, when you have eight pages per but day. But was it better than uh, an experience of of shooting a movie? You... No, because you have more time on movies. Yeah. Oh. I mean, on movies in France, you do three and a half page a day. Oh, really? So you really have the luxury. To work it. Yeah. And also you have less hours per day. So you're kind of like, you know, relaxing a little bit, having long lunch. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> it's kind of a holiday to shoot <laughs> movies in France. <laughs> and and well, the, the producer lovely. I work with in France, he always yeah. picks the best cantine, yeah. uh, the best food because uh-huh. he loves food. Yeah, like me. Oh, that's great. So we're on the same page and he hires the top food person. Are you a good cook? I'm a great cook. So that's why, and that's why you made yourself a chef? Well, I did relate to being a chef, yeah. Yeah. Or to cook with love, to give love through food, you know, yeah, something. Yeah. I do, like, I feed people, I, you know. Yeah, you do? My kid, I always make an effort to make him happy with my food. Do you, is it mostly French? Uh, no, no, not at all. I make uh, Italian. My mom was Italian. I make really good Mexican food. I make, uh, I know it sounds weird. I make great Mexican food. Oh, yeah. No, it's good. <laughs> I've learned to make. I make, uh, you know, um, uh, from the Réunion Island, I make Vietnamese food. I make really? uh, Japanese food. So you love to cook? I love to cook. And also ethnic, all sorts of Indian yeah. curries. I find it very kind of... Uh, you like, cook too, right? I do, but... I don't like I'm afraid of food so like I I limit myself like I would never make pasta really once or twice I'll make it because you're scared of food because of gaining weight yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that Um, I mean I've heard you talk about you don't have that fear Uh, no I I just gain weight (laughs) (laughs) I mean I have the fear but I think my love of food is sometimes stronger than you know my fear I'd like to yeah I'd like to understand (laughs) French cooking more I know that's sort of the foundation of so much but there's so much butter and so much cream yeah yeah but I avoid that that's why I avoid I mean I do very few French dish because Mm. of that it's too much like I do pot au feu which is that meat cooked for hours oh, and yeah, stuff yeah. Uh, with vegetables but yeah. there's no butter involved right. like I avoid the butter cooked butter so I can't, much butter, I can't deal with it it's too much it's hard to digest it's, it's unbearable yeah, it's heavy right <laughs> yeah no I try to cook healthy stuff because yeah, I yeah. know otherwise I'll be I'll look like my father in no time <laughs> <laughs> without the beard which so, he can't hide the you know yeah. the double chin right he's right. lucky he can yeah, hide he, it with the beard with the big beard <laughs> So you said that like you've seen like you've had the experience that uh, having a, a kid is has eased your anger a bit. Yeah, yeah, it has. I mean, it. I'm still. I still get angry, but it's always. It's never about him. Mm. It's always about like injustice or yeah. business. No shit. shortage of that. <sighs> yes, mm. and also you know. Um, I get angry sometimes at how the business works, but I don't express my, I don't snap at people, you know, I I might have in the past, you know, um, and, um, and, uh, but, but now I don't do that. Like I, I, I don't snap. I don't get angry at people. If I get angry, it's at people way above me. You know, it's, uh, for example, I never get angry at people that work for me or, you know, 
unless there's a big injustice being done and I'm being wrongly treated right, right, yeah, for sure. the wrong reasons, some kind of frustration. Righteous or, anger. What, but in general, you're not angry like as no, much as you used to be. No. And I guess having a kid, you, like it definitely tap into a love that you didn't know you had. Oh, yeah. yeah which is yeah. great. Yeah. I love him unconditionally. He's like the best thing in the world. And sometimes I get, you know, he does things that are not right. right and sure. I tell him to stop or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you have to set limits, even though he steps on me all day long on my head and do whatever he wants of yeah. me. I mean, he's, he's, he knows how to manipulate me any way is possible. And what he's about extremely the, smart, is, so what it's about complicated. The, uh, the dad? Well, the dad is, is gone. Um, he's there, but no, he's not gone. Uh, he's, he's, he's not part of my life. Oh. Uh, but he is part of my oh, life. Oh, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah. I well, I'm it. separated. Oh, so, but you're married. But I'm remarried. Again. Yeah, right. yeah. I'm remarried, and that's that's good because he has a great relationship with his uh, stepdad. Oh, that's good. Yeah. But and, and the other dad you deal with as well. Like, you know, it's yeah. the minutia of yeah, yeah. you know yeah of being divorced. Sep- yeah, of the yeah. child custody. Stuff. Yes, and all that, the joy, that, the joy, the joy of sharing a I child. Have, I have no kids, <laughs> yeah. so and, and I I don't know any of this stuff. But uh, but that guy's here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So. No, no, so it's good. We're not too far away. And, All right. You, know. you deal with this. Yeah. It's like the everyday. You get used to it. Right. At first, it's like traumatic, and then eventually. Yeah, eventually, you, you do it for the kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what's the plan now? What are you waiting to hear if you're going to get another season? Yeah, or? waiting to hear, but I never wait to hear because I don't like that yeah. position, and no. I've been in that position as an actress. So you did I it. wait to hear. So I wrote a new script to do in France, a, movie? a really fun movie to do with my dad, a French film. Oh, that's great! That I'm planning on. I'm 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 writing an American film uh, about a drama uh, about a guy that I met in. Um, his story is pretty insane. A guy yeah. I met at. Um, when I was like living off uh, my storage because I was fixing my house, I met this guy that was basically, you know, um, spending a lot of time there. And I at, discussed, at the storage. Yeah, I discussed his life, and I told him I was going to write a film about him. He's like, "Fine." He lived at the storage it. place. Well, not living, but you know, it was a difficult life he was going through. In my in my show, I, I lived in a storage unit for a little while. Really? Yeah. In it? Well, he was in not it. living in it. No, I, I don't think it. you can do that anymore. No, you're but not supposed yeah. to. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, it's funny though. But it's, uh, yeah, it's, mm. a, it's a different life. So I just was like talking to him and it was a really inspiring story. And um, so I'm writing something about him. I have a film that I have with Amelia Clark that I wrote about the beginning of Hollywood, uh, the pioneer of Hollywood. Really? Yeah. Uh, the, the very early days, like you 1910. Yeah. Wow. So wh- you had to research all that. Yeah. So for you, many years. Yeah. So, oh, so it's about the, uh, the, the original Jews. <laughs> the origi- Actually, well, some, some, not all, but like yeah. a lot of them. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, but also, um, you know, how the, the movie business was in, you know, in, um, in New York, in New Jersey, the studios in New Jersey. Edison, and, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And everything fell apart because of some crazy winter and they realized we can't keep on having the industry. Yeah, there, so. and then they came out. Did you read Empire of Their Own? No, I haven't oh. read that. Okay, is that what it's about? Well, no, it's just about the those those Jews that, that made the business. Oh, that made the business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that, they kind of, they, they built a vision of America that kind of stuck. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. They invented a lot of things. I know, I culturally. know of that book, but I haven't read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know of that book. Yeah. Actually, I think the producer gave it to me, and I read part of it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, remember. yeah. But it's been it's been a while that I'm trying to get this film made. What's the focus of the film? Who are the like? How do you, who, who's well, it's the actually main a, character? It's a family of vaudeville actors that decide to make a film ah. and and to move to Hollywood, okay. and they're they're struggling. 
the truth is it has a little bit uh, in essence about my family a little bit of yeah, struggling yeah, sure. people struggling to, yeah. to survive in this yeah. business and and the children I mean there's more children than my life which was I was an only child but yeah but there's a, a vibe to it which I find very a family of vaudevillians I yeah. always like that yeah so they they, they become yeah it's very sweet it's actually great for kids also I think it's a, a bit of a kids movie there's well, a dark a side things. to it yeah because I don't oh I don't wait for things because yeah. I hate the, the, I hate that business in the sense that I hate when things don't work out. So I have a million things yeah. happening at once. So you're not interested in, you know, really, you're only going to act in things you're making. No, I love acting in other things. I did a film with Todd Solons. I really enjoyed working okay. with him, for example. Okay. Because it was really good dialogue. Yeah. I would act in films that I really like. Okay. You know? Yeah. And I can do it because I'm doing other things, which is ideal. And I you mean, you, you do your own stuff. So, yeah. you know, I mean, above no, I like all, to act. right? Yeah. I mean, I just started really acting in the last few years, I think, you know, taking it seriously. But, uh, but yeah, I, I don't do anything I don't want to do. Yeah. No, exactly. Right? Yeah, I don't But I that's don't kind to. of, I know it's a luxury, but it yeah. also comes with a price, which is sometimes, you yeah. know, not always Yeah. Eventually easy... people are, they're going to be like, well, he doesn't want to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> Well, when you're a woman director, I can tell you, if you're an actress as well, like I am, yeah. it's, it's complicated because people think, you know, I'm, I'm complicated. Oh, yeah. or, you know, I've worked on a film like a couple of years ago and the guy was constantly telling me, you're so easy. And I'm like, yeah, what were you expecting? That I was <laughs> going to direct your <laughs> film and bug everybody? I mean, yeah. like, on the contrary, actually, if anything, the fact that I do my own stuff, when I do someone else's thing, yeah. I'm sort of compliant to you know whatever right. they want right. because it's, yeah. Yeah. it's got, you know you it's gotta, kind of relaxing on the oh, right. you know and I want to have nothing to do with directing when I'm you know I always, or writing that happens to me when I'm on sets where I, I see like I have to bite my tongue like if you're paying attention to everything and you're just the actor it's sort of like I'm not gonna fucking say anything yeah I mean it's like it's not my job I know and but don't you, you don't, isn't it no, it makes it's, sense no, it's, right? it's good but I do fight it Oh, you fight it? Yeah, because ah. I, sometimes I want to step in and be like, don't you think we, you know, but I'm like, no, it's not, let, let them all do their jobs. Yeah. I mean, I mean so, when I see their struggle, if, if I see someone struggling with yeah, the scene, yeah. you know, and it's happened to me a couple of times, well, no, I'm not I will about suggest acting, something like, yeah, maybe, right, right, but right, suggest right. as like, what about, yeah, yeah, what yeah. if we try it this way? You know, if something doesn't work in a scene, I feel like right. it's my duty, but also as an actress to help out sure. with... Sure. Bringing, I mean, I've done it even with people like Kieslowski. We yeah. were doing a scene and he was like, ah, I can't figure it out and stuff. And I was like, why don't you let me try something that comes naturally to me yeah. and tell me if it works? And that's yeah. Kieslowski. I mean, you know, yeah. and I did the scene. I, I, I did something and um, and basically he was happy with it. You oh, know? that's great. He was like, why didn't, yeah. you come, why didn't you tell me earlier? We've yeah. been struggling for two hours, you know? And I was like, I didn't want to in, infringe on your... Well, yeah, work, as an actor, know? you know, to, to suggest choices and stuff. But sometimes I'm just, you know, like, I don't ever know, like, you know, because there's so much going on on a set, Yeah, you know, and, and a lot of times you're there on top of things that I'm getting obsessed with and it's not going to matter ultimately. So I yeah. don't want to step in and be like, you know, don't you think we should move that chair? You know, like in that kind of shit. It's like, we're not shooting that right now. I'm like, all right, all right. Like I get my brain just gets all on, you know, involved with everything and I should just like, no. No, so, no. So you, fi you, it's funny that you fight it because for me, I don't even look at it like this. I try to stay out of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm learning, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
You're learning. It's yeah, like, I am. It's like, yeah, yeah, you're learning. I no, am no, learning. no, I'm I am. I yeah, gotta learn. We're all yeah, learning. Yeah. We're all learning. Um, that was fun. Fun. Thank yeah. you. You feel Thank good you. about it? Yeah. I mean, I, I, did I say anything offensive? Because something. Like, no. No. I sometimes I, I do without knowing. So I don't know what's offensive. Really? <laughs> <laughs> do, do you want to before we go say, <laughs> say something really offensive? <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I'm. Sometimes I say offensive things without knowing, so I'm just being careful nowadays. Sure, I don't think so. I offensive, think we, not really offensive, but sometimes I even offend like my own right. woman, whatever I situation or whatever. Well, no, yeah, I, I think you're it. right. And my producer is very meticulous and very intelligent, so if so, uh, they will take on the. Yeah, he'll take it. Up. Okay, great. Yeah, nice talking to you. Thank you. That was Julie Delpy. Wasn't that fun? That was fun. I enjoyed it. I like her. We're friends now. That's how that goes. Uh, On the Verge, the show is now streaming on Netflix. I'm going to play guitar now, and it wasn't until after I recorded it that I realized that the Fender champ I was playing through has a fucked up speaker. So this will be the last time you hear this very specific, very honest tone. Monkey and La Fonda. Cat angels everywhere, man.